0: Hello, hello, my beautiful people. Tori here before you guys know the drill. Like, do I I don't I don't think I need to like continue to say that I'm doing the intro before we get into the interview. But today's podcast, I interview Felicia Berzada, who is a vegan cruelty-free beauty influencer. You guys. Oh my gosh, the time flew on this podcast so fast. I got I think you could tell, like I got so passionate about this topic. So we definitely talk a lot about a vegan lifestyle. And personally, I don't, I don't really like to use the word vegan because it has a lot of negative connotations behind it. And there's a lot of people that are just like jerks, you know, and like think that they're better than others. But, um, When I say vegan, you guys automatically know what that means, right? Like, you know that it means that you're not eating animals. um, And usually it also comes down to not using animal products in your everyday clothing um, and your skincare, hair care, beauty, all of that stuff. And so Felicia really dives into like her top brands, which I'll link everything in the show notes for you guys. So you can have links to all the top brands. I talk about my skincare, which is also vegan and cruelty free. So you guys are going to love this episode, especially if you are someone that is curious, like you're plant curious, you know, in your heart, you've been kind of wanting to transition to this lifestyle. I'm going to link all of the things that we talk about in the show notes, so make sure to check that out, like all of the documentaries and stuff like that, it's gonna be linked in the show notes, but Felicia really brought the heat, she brought the energy, she brought the passion, and I am so excited for you guys to get to know her, and you know hear her story, hear how she transitioned, because she's a vegan in Atlanta, Georgia. You guys, that's, that's the South, like that's not, it's not like, it's like an easy place to live, being vegan, right? I'm in Santa Monica. It was a little bit easier for me, but it wasn't popular and it wasn't definitely it wasn't mainstream when I did it about 4 years ago. So She shares her journey, how she's made it happen. She also has a food page. If you guys struggle with recipe ideas, I'll link both of her Instagrams in the show notes. So you guys are going to love this episode, and let's dive in. Welcome, everyone, to the High Vibe Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. I have Felicia Berzada on. She is a vegan and cruelty-free beauty influencer. Uh, go check her out. Um, I will link everything in the show notes, but I, her Instagram is just Felicia brazada And I will tag that obviously in the show notes for you guys. But she has a passion for nutrition, fitness, food, dancing. She has a lot of beautiful dancing on there, but she is beautiful inside and out. And I'm so excited for this conversation. And I know you guys are going to love it. So Felicia, will you do me a huge favor and just introduce yourself, your story? Just your story with veganism, cruelty-free beauty, like all of that stuff. Start wherever you want, so everyone can start to get to know you.
1: Yeah, of course. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say um, this is my first my first podcast, so I'm very excited to be here. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like we have a lot in common, so this is going to be like a really interesting conversation. Um, but yeah, like you said. Um, I do a lot of stuff, uh, with, with nutrition. I I have a food page called at vegan menu, please. And I also do makeup on my personal page at wish Rosada. And, um, I really like to promote, um, like veganism through really food and makeup, Like that's my two main passions truthfully. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said, I, I do a little bit of shuffling as well. Um, and just overall dance. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know where to begin, I guess do I go in with my transition?
0: (laughs) So let's start what, like, how long have you been vegan for and what made you switch? Was it like something you read, something you saw? Like, like, let's tell, tell us the story of how long you've been vegan for and what made you make that switch.
1: Yeah. So, um, I've been vegan now, July 3rd of this year will be my second year anniversary. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my transition kind of happened, so um, my transition, I started in July of 2017, and I was having a lot of health problems. Keep in mind, at that age, like, I was only 20, so, like, to be experiencing joint problems, like, um, you know, having to see a chiropractor every two seconds, and, um, you know, really experiencing um, early onset of, like, osteoporosis and like endometriosis because both my uh, aunts have that literally it was just a whirlwind of complete like health issues and so I sat down and I I was on Netflix and I watched what the health and keep in mind at the time I was eating a lot of like fried foods, bojangles like pizza hut all this nasty stuff and mm-hmm. um I basically was like, okay, like I, I need to do something. So I decided I was going to cut up that time. I only was eating chicken and fish. I never really ate steak or pork. Um, so I cut out chicken and fish and I was like, okay, I'll just be veg for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. those. <laughs> um, it ended up actually going like way worse because I was eating so much dairy, drinking so much milk. and like, you just like
0: replace the chicken and fish with just more dairy and cheese. <laughs> with more like
1: gross, like secretions. Yeah, way. yeah. I was experiencing massive problems at that point with joint, especially with migraines and um really, really, really bad times of the month. Like. With and how old are you?
0: Were twenty. Wow, that's like a really young age to yeah. be experiencing health problems.
1: Well, if I told you how much milk I used to drink, you would probably understand why. Like, I literally, mm. I had an obsession with milk and chicken nuggets. I literally
0: <laughs> milk and chicken nuggets, yeah. people. <laughs> all
1: the time, literally, anything you could think of, milk and Cheetos, milk and Lay's, milk and pizza, milk and pasta. Like, I literally ate and drank. Anything that had to do with dairy, like I was obsessed with it. And wow. I'm Italian, you know, like yeah. Italian home, milk, heavy whipping cream, um, fettuccine alfredo, these were all all famous. the
0: fat, lots of cheese, lot yeah, yeah. I'm half Italian. So my yeah, we didn't <laughs> that was like a big staple, like just like all of the animal products was what I grew up on. So okay, so you went vegetarian and you ate a lot of and then you just It went pretty bad because you were eating a lot of, so your health problems didn't really solve.
1: They did not really get solved. Okay,
0: so what happened? Yeah, from there.
1: Yeah, so um, I actually, I met a girl. And so keep in mind, I had been veg for like maybe five months. And then I met my best friend now. And she is a major animal activist. She started Anonymous for the Voiceless in um, Greenville, South Carolina. And she was just like, you know, really like testing me almost like um, in the sense of like, well, why do you, you know, eat milk and why do you or drink milk and why do you eat eggs and all of these things and like really testing me. And to be honest with you, I was in this at first for the health reasons and then mm-hmm. he really opened my eyes to the, to the, to the animal cruelty and um, the environmental impact that animal agriculture has. And so I sat down on July 3rd of 2018, I watched Earthlings. And I really that
0: documentary died. I That really- documentary is the hardest documentary to watch.
1: Um it, it was literally it was three three minutes in and I was shaking and I was mad. And at the very end of the documentary, I was just so mad. Like I was I cried, I was angry, I was as I'm sitting here with tears down my eyes, I'm throwing out all of the cheese and the queso and, and all of the stuff that um I was eating that I thought it was okay. And um, I never looked back. Truthfully, like I just, I never, I never looked back. It was an immediate switch for me. Seeing, you made that
0: decision. And you were like done.
1: Yeah, yeah. And everything else followed with it. Like I literally lost around thirty five pounds. Um, wow. I stopped going to the chiropractor. Like I, my periods are just like way, 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 way less significant than they once were. Like there was times where I literally couldn't even get up. Like I would just feel like I'd have to crawl to places like because of how bad everything was and just everything started like really falling into place like oh my god like I've made this decision not only is it impacting me health-wise but it's impacting the world and it's impacting animals and like that's something that I could have never guessed and along with that my taste palette has just completely changed Changed. I'm no longer drinking like milk and chicken nuggets I'm eating like full gardens of food like mushrooms and tomatoes <laughs> right and yeah zucchini and squash like just like throwing it all in the oven and like becoming like a full-blown chef like
0: <laughs> I love that yeah
1: so i mean what like there's nothing negative that came from this decision and then you know it's so crazy cuz with with the makeup everything i was actually cruelty free and chose vegan makeup products even before i was vegan and so i'm like sitting here i'm like this is kind of hypocritical of me like i'm sitting here like advocating for testing on animals when I'm eating a chicken wing so
0: what started that so you so you actually that's really interesting so you started using vegan and cruelty-free makeup before you became vegan so was it was it because the animal testing and and you were aware of the animal testing so you were like okay I don't want anything to do with that Um,
1: lot about animal testing. And I've always just been a massive animal lover. I was at the Humane Society for like four years, just volunteering, devoting my time. And I literally was a huge advocate for breed discrimination, like pit bulls. Like those were the, like, I had become such a massive pit bull advocate, like um, breed bull or uh, bully breed advocate and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself at 20, I'm like-
0: Eating chicken nuggets. <laughs>
1: for one animal and not an advocate for like
0: all, all animals, right? Yeah. It's, it's so crazy how society has normalized, like eating certain animals as totally normal and honestly essential to our health. Like, and if you guys saw me, I'm doing air quotes, like essential to our health. Like we need protein, total like bullshit, by the way. We, <laughs> um, I've been vegan for almost five years now Totally fine on the protein level, and 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 yeah. But it's so crazy how they've we, society has normalized eating certain animals, justified it as like a necessity, as something that we need for our health to need to be healthy. And other animals, it's like totally cruel. And I think it's so crazy. Like you know how like we bash on uh, like other countries, like like let's say Southeast Asia for eating dogs and cats. I'm like who are we to, like, say what's right and what's wrong? Like, animals are animals. Like, they're all suffering. They all want to live a life free of pain, right? Um, And, yeah, I'm going to link the Earthlings documentary in the show notes because I I literally feel like everyone – like, if you can still eat animals and, like, live the life that you live after watching that documentary, then, like, that's your own free choice, right? But I think everyone should at least be aware of – what humans do to, like, uh, exploit other animals. A percent. It's so, I'm, because we, me and my boyfriend watched that documentary after we were already vegan for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. And we watched that documentary, and I remember he was, we were crying during the documentary. We were just so upset at how cruel humans can be. And a lot of it is is the demand, right? There's the demand for, you know, fur and leather and, and animal products, and chicken, and beef, and all that stuff. And if we didn't, and I like you, it's easy to like watch those documentaries and and hate on the people that are actually working in those in those farms and in industrial farms. But they're just doing their job, right? And they're doing what they they need to do to make a living. And like they, I'm sure they would be just as happy not slaughtering animals too. You know, some of them are aggressive and cruel, but it's our demand for them. Right I mean, That
1: what it is now is, is some slaughterhouses are now em, employing um, prison workers, because nobody wants to do that work.: Nasty deeds. And yeah. A lot of the times it's either prison workers or it's people that um, have, you know, illegally migrated to this country, and they have nothing else to, to do,
0: and they have to do that job.
1: And that's the saddest part for me. But the prison workers is what really gets me pissed off because obviously they're in prison for heinous crimes. And so now they get to take out their (laughs) nastiness on these beautiful, sentient creatures. Yeah. A lot of people don't see it that way because, you know, when we go into Kroger... Or Publix, or Whole Foods or wherever we go to get our meat, it's delicately packaged. It's prepackaged. It says, you know, oh, these are pasture raised, yeah,
0: cage free,
1: <laughs> you know, whatever hor- hormone free, whatever, whatever type of um, buzzwords
0: that they need, yeah.
1: And the thing is, is, is no, it's it, This is a body part. This is a muscle. This is flesh. This mm-hmm. is something that is beautifully packaged in front of you that you go home and you don't make. The connection with because it's so beautifully packaged and it's so insane to me like I could literally go on and on and on about oh me too and how the government's doing it on purpose I'm such a conspiracy theorist <laughs> like I talk to people all the time about government and how it's like how they're poisoning us and- oh even the
0: pyramid like the food pyramid is such bullshit like yeah. the food, so a uh, one documentary I don't know if you've seen it um you I've seen all of them but yeah. plant Purination. Mm-hmm. Is the so I'm sure have you seen Forks Over Knives? I've
1: seen Forks Over. Knives.
0: Okay, so so um one of the doctor's sons, um it made a documentary called Plant Purination where they're trying to actually like just change the food pyramid of like having more vegetables at the base and like less dairy and less butter and cheese and um and just getting out the word that eating more vegetables is good. And ketchup is not a vegetable. Like, you know what I mean? Like in kids' foods and like in schools. And it just showed the corruption and the lobbyists of what could be passed and what couldn't be passed because certain people were in their positions because they were backed by the meat and dairy industry and they couldn't vote against the meat and dairy industry or else they would lose their job. For sure. And you're just like, Wow. Like so that I'll link that documentary as well, Plant Pure Nation. Um, I that one, it just really shows like the governmental side of things and why things can't get changed. And I really think it's really important to just be your own advocate advocate. Like we have Google, we have the internet, we have incredible documentaries. Like be your own advocate and question things, like question everything. Like even if someone's listening to this and they're questioning this conversation go do your own research exactly like just go do your own research I think that's like something that I want to encourage everyone to do is be your own advocate and decide what is right and wrong and what is ethical to your life not the law you know or not what the government tells us and I think a lot of people use our ethics and our values like with what the law and what the government tells us is right or wrong you know
1: because you know the government is not always aligned with the most ethical decision, obviously.
0: No, it's whatever. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a money game. It's a money game because, you know, and what the health really um, opened my eyes in the sense that, wow, so I'm turning around, I'm paying money to the meat and dairy industry, which in turn, when I turn around like, 30, 40 years old, I'm going to now have to then give money to the surgical and pharmaceutical.
0: Mm -hmm. Because your health.
1: Because my health is now in- the shitter.
0: Yeah. There's no the, this is an explicit podcast. I, I drop I drop some F bombs and stuff like that. So it's really fine. But yeah, and and it's like the ideal spot to keep Americans is like there's no money in dead people and there's no money in healthy people. So you want people to be alive, but you want them to be sick.
1: Well, healthcare is sick there. It's-
0: yeah. It really is. There's not it's not preventative. And I think the first thing that doctor like, well, doctors don't take a lot of nutrition classes. I know a lot of doctors that don't know jack shit about nutrition. Um, and, and I think that one of the first things that doctors should be asking people is, what do you eat? <laughs> yeah. Like that should be the first thing. And, and really, I mean, if you're, obviously if you're struggling with medical di- conditions, like let's just be responsible. Like obviously this is not saying that your doctor's wrong or your doctor's like unqualified or anything like that. Consult your doctor. I do think it's important, but be your own advocate. I think is another thing. And don't always take what people tell you, you know, like even your doctor, be your own advocate because sometimes doctors don't always have your health or your best interest at heart. And I hate saying that, but they make money when you, you buy prescriptions, you know? And so, and, and so be your own advocate and do your own research. Obviously consult your doctor. Um, but yeah, I just think encouraging people to be their own advocate, do their own research is really, really important because then the power's in your hands, exactly. right? Um, oh my gosh, this is like getting me so heated. I could talk about this topic forever. Uh, okay. Okay. So you were already an advocate for like the animals when it came to beauty yes. and stuff like that. Let's like, let's, let's re- rewind this a little bit. Um, and then, and then earth, so earthlings was the documentary that it was like that, In that moment, you made that decision that you were done.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I've been so disassociated for twenty years of my life. Mm -hmm. Almost almost twenty. Most of
0: your life, most of my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been so disassociated, and honestly, I don't know how I didn't make the connection sooner that I was killing or that we were. I was because it was
0: normal. It was just normal society. And I honestly, like, I even when I did kind of make the connection. Um, I, I remember in college, we watched this documentary called Food Inc. Have you seen that? And, and it just like showed you behind like the slaughterhouses and stuff. And it, it was weird. Like that documentary didn't make me feel like emotional, um, like earthlings did, but it was more so like, it made me disgusted. Cause I was like, this is like literally flesh from animals, you know? And, and so it was very hard for me to eat meat. Like when I would literally like have a chicken breast, I'm like, this is literally meat like there's like blood, like that veins in there. Like, you know, like, I'm like, that's to me, I would just get grossed out. Um, but I loved cheese. I loved like donuts and vegan and not vegan, regular desserts, like chocolate, ice cream, all of the things.
1: I am such a sweet
0: I like, I remember when I first went vegan and I looked at all of the chocolates that I loved and the dark chocolates had milk fat and milk fat in it. Like all, like the Ghirardelli Dove, all of like the big brand chocolates all of the dark chocolates had milk fat and i i literally died i was like what am i going to do <laughs> like i thought my life was over i was like oh my gosh i'm never going to have chocolate again and then you discover this whole new world
1: you are out in LA though and i'm extremely jealous because literally i mean in atlanta we have options and stuff but like mm-hmm. like i was out there I, that's how i met you and yeah. really I went on. I was not. I was there for a food tour. It just so happened that Vanessa's class was out there, but I was out there specifically for, for food. A food
0: tour. Oh wow, and that's awesome.
1: I can literally only like through the Dove chocolate and the Ghirardelli chocolate. Like you can literally just drive like five minutes and be like, oh, I'm here at. Like I'm trying to think of like veggie
0: grill or yeah all these vegan restaurants and and bakeries and stuff but they're having a lot of options like I remember I went, randomly went into Walmart and there was like a vegan section in Walmart Wait, yeah that,
1: it's
0: not here oh not there not not your Walmart <laughs> but uh, um but I mean on Amazon like you can order a lot of stuff online too um. And I think it's definitely becoming a lot more mainstream. Like, there's like a lot more options. Like when I went vegan four years ago, there was not a lot of options. Oh, yeah, it As is
1: mainstream. In Buckhead, I was just in Buckhead, which is like right before Atlanta, and I uh, was literally driving, and in, in the most populated area of Buckhead is um crap. I'm gonna butcher his name, but he just did the o- he just did the um Oscars speech. Jack, Juk- whatever. Oh,
0: Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Walking, yeah. Jo- <laughs> jo- yeah, yeah. His name again because I just butchered that.
0: It doesn't look like Joaquin Phoenix, but it's Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> it looks like it sounds like Walking Phoenix. Like
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was on a massive pita billboard with a chicken next to it, and it was literally like we're all animals, and so that was really cool to see. Yeah, um, this is the South, you know, like especially in Atlanta. I'm in it, like I'm in Atlanta. Like this soul food galore is here. Like we are like the home of chicken meat. Like, yeah it's everywhere so
0: it was hard to make that was it so did you have to start cooking a lot more right? That was like one of the biggest transitions was yeah. I didn't know how to cook before I went vegan were you did you know how to cook before you went vegan or did you have to like learn a whole new way of cooking
1: i did have i did learn I had some knowledge i I went to like cooking classes and cooking schools and and stuff like that so you had a base at least yeah I knew my bases and I knew how to like I knew how to cook chicken and and seeds and
0: stuff right. Yeah,
1: all the sides and, and stuff. But I really obviously invested more time into cooking the moment I went vegan. But luckily, mm-hmm. where I live now, like I could literally walk outside of my house, thank God. And there's like this place called yeah Burger, And they have like so many different types of vegan burgers. And I think Atlanta's really becoming like it's becoming an area where mm-hmm. I can finally eat out. I eat Ginny ramen bar like every day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we have a Genia here too. I love Ginny. They have the best veggie ramen. Oh, like, my oh my God, the creamy veggie ramen or whatever. Oh, that one. I, you have to t- take a nap though after you eat it. <laughs> like, it's like so heavy. Uh, but yeah, and the Beyond, like the Beyond Burgers and Impossible Burgers and the fact that they're selling it at like fast food yeah. restaurants now, that was not a thing four years ago. So that's huge. And I know a lot of people that will eat the Impossible Burger or the Beyond Burger and be like, this tastes like a regular burger.
1: Yeah. And exactly. they won't
0: even know the difference. And they're not vegan. They're not even vegetarian. They don't care about that at all. Like, and they're like, this is good. And yeah. I can't eat it because it's too, it tastes too much like meat. And I'm like, this is meat. Like you're like. <laughs> impossible tastes too much like meat. But with the
1: Beyond mm-hmm. Burger, I'm like, it's, there's a significant taste with Beyond Burger. Like, you know, it's Beyond
0: Meat. Yeah.
1: The yeah. flavor that they put into the sausages. They, they use like
0: beet juice there. or something, I think, Burger. to make it red.
1: Yeah. It's just something, they put something in there and it's it's just signature. Like, it tastes like them. So I yeah. prefer that. I don't like Impossible as much because, yeah, I can't tell. Like, I'm like, I got mad one time. I was in on a- the <laughs> And I was like, I had this burger and I ate it and I got mad at the waiter. I was like, you're lying to me because I know <laughs> this is a real burger. And if you gave me a real burger, sir, we're going to have to swear.
0: Like we're going to have some serious issues right now. Oh my God. Yeah. And when I had a, a like, I don't remember if it was the impossible or the beyond, but it, I'm not a huge fan of the imitation meat because I've just, I didn't like meat anyways. Like I ate it because people told me you need protein. But once I realized that you could be perfectly healthy, more healthy without meat, I was like, "I'm good." Like the like the dairy and all of the side stuff and desserts that was a lot more challenging for me. The meat was pretty easy for me. Um, so and I never liked it. So yeah, but I mean, if you do like meat, there's options out there. Like the Impossible and Beyond burgers, you guys should try them. Okay, this is something that I I could, I could literally talk about veganism all day. We might have to have you on for another, like a round two of this. Cause like, I feel like it's like something I could talk about, but I do want to talk about beauty since that's like really yeah. your expertise. Um, and I'm not like very experienced. I remember when I started, so I know that there's a difference between like, so there's vegan and cruelty free. Right. And, and then there's like the clean and safe and chemical free. Right. Yeah. And those are, those sometimes can be in the same category and sometimes they're not. Right. Um, and I know, huh?
1: I said, think of like a Venn diagram.
0: Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like, so like you're drawing these circles and you have vegan cruelty free and then you have like the chemical free and then you have like in between, Mm -hmm. which I think is like, that's like the sweet spot. Right. Um, and what I remember is I, I can't even remember the documentary, but it was talking about like the Chemicals that, and everything that we put on our body, and I I knew because I changed my diet, but I didn't necessarily change my any of my skincare. I didn't change any like of my beauty products, hair products, or anything like that. And I didn't even like look. And I remember starting to think like, okay, like maybe I should start looking into one the chemicals that are like I'm putting on my body every single day and I'm using, and then also trying to like clean out my my beauty supply and start using vegan and cruelty free. And I remember not even knowing where to start, like at all. Like I was like, do I and and I would like Google a bunch of stuff. And the thing about makeup is like sometimes you would get it and you'd be like, this quality sucks. And you're like, dang it. And like I just bought this online or whatever. Cause when you're in the like a drugstore, you're in like stores to go get like vegan, cruelty-free stuff, not everything's branded and labeled. Yeah. So I wanna know my biggest question is like for someone who wants to start transitioning to vegan, cruelty-free. Products, um, what, where do you even start? <laughs> like, okay. what are your some of your favorite brands? Like, where would you even recommend them to start um, for someone who's like just curious about it?
1: Yeah. So, like food, just because something is labeled cruelty free and vegan, obviously doesn't make it chemical free. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with makeup. Um, for me, and I know I should probably get into the chemical free stuff.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, I am a huge like high end vegan, um, cruelty free person. Like a lot of a lot of the brands in Sephora actually are vegan and cruelty free. So
0: you like the like luxurious vegan, cruelty free brands?
1: Like Fenty and mm-hmm. Hourglass and um Marc Jacobs is cruelty free. Um and you Really? Yeah, Marc Jacobs is cruelty free. Mm-hmm. Um Not a lot of drugstore brands are, but for me, you know, I break out really easily if I Mm -hmm. put drugstore makeup on. So you need like
0: more quality. Yeah.
1: I've tried CoverGirl. CoverGirl just went vegan. I've tried it. It breaks me out. Probably the
0: chemicals too, like the stuff that they use, like the cheaper, they probably use cheaper chemicals.
1: 100%. So- one thing for me is is if you want to get into vegan and cruelty-free, there's so many websites that have guides. So I think Ethical Elephant has a guide. Um, Flawless and Paulist has a guide. I even created my own guide. I haven't updated it in a while, but I created my own guide. And it basically just has a list, like alphabetical order of um, the different types of skincare and, and makeup and hair care that um, you can get. I know that it can become relentless, like, you know, you're looking at – um, you know, so many options, Products, but also if you shop with Sephora, a lot of the times it will say in the ingredient section, like this product is vegan and cruelty free, or this product is cruelty free. Cause just cause it's vegan doesn't mean it's cruelty free. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. What the difference for, for people that aren't listening or for the people that are listening that don't know the difference between vegan and cruelty free. Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, so cruelty-free means it's not tested on animals. And Mm vegan means there's no animal products in it. Okay. For instance, like something like squalene or honey. Like squalene is shark oil, like shark liver oil. Or like
0: whale fat, I think, too, in some things, right?
1: There's whale fat, and then there's gelatin, and there's Mm -hmm. honey, those types of things. Those wouldn't make a product vegan. But, I mean, something could be squalene oil and not be tested on an animal, and that's cruelty-free. Free, yeah. You know? So... For me, obviously, I find it both ways. A lot of the times, like, you know, Anastasia Beverly Hills, for instance, um, I think all of their products are vegan except for a few glosses because they have honey in them. Um, what I, What? What brand is this? Anastasia Beverly Hills. Anastasia, it goes with like, okay. um, So they have, like, the Norvina palette and um, Subculture palette, all of that. There's a very, very, very popular brand. Fenty is cruelty-free. Um... I know Hourglass is 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Cap D is 100% vegan and cruelty-free.
0: Jeffrey you, got Stra- you know these brands just like off the top of your head, like rapid fire. Um, so are these all in your guide that you have?
1: Yeah, these are all in my guide. Okay, There's so many indie brands that I can't even include in my guide because it's so. But there's so many popping up. But a lot of these brands are now coming up that, you know, they're literally – are honestly being made like by like five different people. They're not being tested on the animals. Yeah.
0: Can you send me the guide and I can link it in the show notes or send me like the link where people can grab that? Um right. and have you ever heard of Imani? Imani Imani Cosmetics. uh uh-uh.
1: uh
0: So they're online. So I like them. Um that's where I started getting my makeup. I think I discovered them from like a YouTuber, but they they're like vegan. I think they're cruelty free. Now I don't know. I know they're for sure vegan. Um, I think they do market themselves as cruelty free as well. But um, yeah, that, that's where I get like a lot of my cosmetics from because they have like, it's like reasonably priced, but like, you know, like in the 30 to $70 range of like makeup, you well, yeah, know?
1: That's yeah. That's my type of makeup. I yeah. Don't to go out and buy like, you know, $100 mascara or something Yeah. Like, that. like too Faced has a pretty good one for like $27. Yeah, but
0: Imani, and I think, and they also, like, if I remember, like, they mark it as like more chemical-free as well.
1: Okay. Like safer. Under the chemical-free for sure, which in that point. Which one is? Um, do you have, um, do you have the app? It's called Think Dirty. Think, think, it's an app? Yeah. So what you do is, let me see, I, I know I have it on here. So it it looks something like this. I know you can't even like see it on oh, like. Okay, I think it,
0: so. It's black with just like white. But
1: basically, like you can type in like a bunch of different stuff. There's first aid, deodorant, vitamins and supplements, sun care, nails, and it will
0: tell you about like the chemicals or whatever if it's safe. Yeah. Does it have like a rating?
1: It has. So it has a rating right here. So like right now zero. It goes zero to ten. 10 is being toxic, zero being not toxic at all. So like, let's say I wanted to click on the Honest Company's toothpaste because it has a rating of zero. It will then tell me all of the ingredients that are in this product mm-hmm. and it'll have the rating of how toxic it is. Um, and then you can also go in and review it. It will have certifiers like, okay, so it has um, PETA's Leaping Bunny. So that means it's cruelty-free, certified gluten-free, um, paraben-free, usda oh, Wow. So it has all, I mean, you can't even like think dirty,
0: it. think dirty yeah. app. It's, okay.
1: And they don't have every product on the market, but you can go in and add like products if you want I As you
0: discover them too. So it's like kind of like a communal like app where people can add them in and stuff. That's cool. Think yeah. dirty. That's very helpful. I'm going to definitely link that. Um, Cause yeah, I remember when I was on this like search for like cleaning up my beauty, mm-hmm. I wanted to go vegan, cruelty free. And then also like, like safer chemicals or like, you know, like not a lot of chemicals. And that just felt like a huge undertaking. I was like, and I'm, I honestly like, am still not a hundred percent there especially with my hair care, because I noticed like hair, like sometimes I would get like vegan brands and I'm like, this is crap. Like, this is like, not like not working. So what are some like skincare? It felt like I, so I found a skincare that I really love. Um and that's like reasonably priced, but beauty, I use Imani cosmetics. Mm -hmm. And then as far as hair, what, is there any specific like hair, hair brands or that you recommend?
1: It's called Briogeo. So hold on, let me, let me, it's at Sephora and it's, it's very, it's paraben free, toxic free, all of that. Let me, let me spell it for you. Okay. It is B-R-I-O-G-E-O.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: G-E-O? G-E-O, yeah, Brio, okay. and it's pronounced briogeo. I thought it was Brio- briogeo, but I, I mean I
0: briogeo, briogeo. Okay, and that one's really well, really good. Yeah, like you it's
1: really good, and it's toxic free and all of that. Um, they have, um, I have a, I have a skin condition. It's basically like on my scalp where my like. Like if I sweat a lot, it will like attack the sweat cells basically. And so, um, I have to use this, basically it's called like the don't repair or don't despair scalp
0: repair. It's, what? <laughs> but
1: it's so good. And it has like tea tree oil and coconut oil and it like very, like it just cleans out your hair. It feels so good. And then, um, there's like this like leave-in conditioner and leave-in mask that like make your hair literally feel like a baby's bottom. Like, Is this
0: by the same brand or is this a different brand? Yeah,
1: this is by the same brand. Rio
0: Gio. Rio Gio. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. So
1: good. I swear okay. by it. I've tried a lot of the other um, brands and I really just don't connect with them as much as I do with, with this one. It is okay. They come in packs. You don't have mm-hmm. to get everything separate. You can do like a pack. Um, I think maybe like a pack is like like $60 another good one is purology too
0: purology okay I've heard of I've heard of them purology and okay. they
1: have really good stuff so if you have if you like you know dye your hair or whatever I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they have a really good they have a good purple shampoo which purple okay shampoo is hard to find and come by that doesn't dry you out um so yeah I mean that's mm.
0: Pureology really and briogeo huh
1: it's the but only two that
0: I like. That, that you lose? Okay, yeah. Because I remember, like, the hair care, I've still been struggling to find, like, really good, like, clean, safe, vegan, cruelty-free brands that, like, work and, like, the conditioners. I remember I tried the conditioners. I'm like, this is not conditioner. Like, my hair is still, like, natty. Rot, like, it's, like, I feel like brushing it was still, like, so hard. And so, this is going to be helpful. So, I'm definitely going to try these out. Do they have, like, a... um like a serum, like a frizz, cause I have super frizzy hair. Do they have like serums and stuff serums. as well?
1: They have serums. I think you could probably benefit from like a leave-in mask too. Okay. A leave-in conditioner mask. But and I know you're uh, like against the whole chemical thing, but if you ever, if you ever do decide, this is yeah. me, it's Olaplex. And what? Olaplex saves hair, but I, I didn't want to mention it because I'm pretty sure there is some chemicals in there, but it's like a, it's like a bonder. So like it like rebonds like the the split ends. Yeah. So like, I know that probably is like,
0: I know. So I haven't fully gotten to like the chemical, like for my hair yet. So I'm st- yes. I'm still like searching. Um, so I'm not like chemical free because sometimes like, I don't know, like just the chemicals, they work so well. <laughs> like, you're like, I, like I'm trying to find like the good stuff without it. And it's still like, I, I feel like we're still searching or like companies haven't come out with something equivalent, you know, yeah. without the chemicals. Um, hopefully they're still doing like their R and D and figuring it out. So, <laughs>
1: cause I feel I, like, Olaplex and see, just do you know, like you said, if you're an advocate, do your research. I can't tell you off the top of my head if if there is um, a lot of chemicals in it, but I know that it works for every type of hair that you can think of.
0: Okay, and what's and but and that one's vegan and cruelty free though. Yes, it is. And and what's the brand called?
1: It's called Olaplex. 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 P-L-E-X. Okay, all the plex. Well,
0: we'll just check it out, you know? I think being your, I and mean, yeah, like sometimes you gotta like, be, I remember I was like, I had like a notepad and I was like writing down all of these brands and like, you know, like I didn't even know what chemicals are bad for you and what aren't. And you know what's like really messed up is that in other countries like the UK and Australia, like they banned all of these chemicals oh, nice. and, and they're not allowed in your everyday like household. But in the U.S., the laws are so like And so like, if you're like in the UK and Australia and other like developed countries, you don't really have to worry about it as much, but here, like the, it's so messed up that the, it, cause it's cheaper to create products with the chemicals, obviously. And, and they're allowed to just give it to Americans, even though we know as it, like as a world society, that it's unsafe. Um, that's insane to me. Okay. Wow. My mind's blown right now.
1: What did you say that you found? Because I feel like um, for people that are listening, like a lot of people struggle with, with skincare because there is a lot of things and a lot of ingredients that mm-hmm. on our face, like, diff- like alcohol, just like named as like different types of compounds and all of that. So I feel like we could talk about that because skincare for people, like a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, her makeup looks so good. And it's like, no, 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 her makeup... Is good, but what's underneath the makeup, the skincare, mm-hmm. the small pores, the mm-hmm. that type of thing? That is all skincare based. So, yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Well, so my the skincare that I use. So it's funny, I was like on a search because I've struggled with my skin like my entire life. Like I've always broken out with acne, always struggled with skin. Like, and I'm actually gonna have the um, the owner of the 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 brand that I use on the podcast because mm-hmm. I've so I found her on Etsy and I was. I was like searching. I was buying. I spent like two hundred dollars on a set of four things for skincare. Like I was like that desperate to, and it was like I think the I don't want to like throw her under the butt. I think it was like the Spa Medics or the Spa Spa Doctor or something like that is like what I used, and I like heard her on a podcast, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this out, and it was like over two hundred dollars for four things. Like it was, ex- she was like high end, like Beverly Hills, like whatever. And I tried her her stuff, and like. I broke out more than ever. Like it did not help me at all. Mm -hmm. And she was like labeled as like clean and safe products and all that stuff. And so I was like desperate and I was like, okay, like I'm going to like looking for products that are like clean safe. And I found this woman on Etsy that I came across her blog. So she's just like a small mom and pop shop. She runs her own, like her own little small business. Um, her brand is called skin food fix Okay. Com. and some of her pro- not all of her products are vegan because she has like some goat's milk I think in some but almost all of them are are vegan and cruelty free so uh, almost all of her products are um like they're all cruelty free some of them have goat's milk so I don't obviously use the ones that aren't vegan and cruelty free but they have minimal ingredients and I read her blog and she's like, I don't believe in chemicals. Like I believe and like, you know, and like, she basically is just her own little like potion maker and mm-hmm. she makes like all of her own, like she uses like tea tree oil and witch hazel and like peppermint and like, ch- like, ac- like charcoal and like all of these like natural ingredients to create skincare and it, her skincare products. And they're all like, another thing that I love is that it's like minimal ingredients and it's really quality stuff for like drugstore prices. Wow. So like her stuff is like, and like what you get, like a CVS or like Walmart, it's like anywhere from like five to like $15, you know? And when I, and I, so I started using her products and like noticeably, like, like night and day, like my, after a couple of weeks, like my skin just started like responding so much well. Cause I wasn't using any more chemicals on my skin. Yeah. Um, and I still have breakouts. Like when I'm on my period, I noticed like that's, you know, like I saw breakouts and stuff, but. For the most part, like I never left the house ever without foundation on for like my whole life because I was always so insecure about my skin. And it wasn't until I started using her products that I was like, I can go on public without foundation and feel fine. Like and and yeah. And so I so I would recommend checking her out. Um, I think I have her like linked in my I'll link it in the show notes. I'll send you her page and you can go check her out because it's totally like reasonably priced too. And um and I love that she's like just like a small business owner, you know what I mean? Like just like running yeah. her own thing. For sure. Like she's like a mom that's like running her own stuff, and like just like her products are amazing and they're safe, you know? Yeah. Like they're like they don't have any chemicals and stuff like that. What do you What do you use?
1: If I could show you my my skincare, because it's so I have so many different products, but recently I've been. um trying to minimize my products. So like at nighttime I use Indie Lee and she's like, she's considered clean at Sephora. So there's maybe like five ingredients in all of her products. Mm-hmm. So I use That, but I see, I'm a, I'm an acid type of girl. I like to put acids on my face, <laughs> um, the AHA and the BHA mm-hmm. and the glycolic acids. I don't do that every day every day, but I do like to put, um, I do like to, 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 it's to get rid of, um, cause I ha- used to have like a lot of, uh, hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. And so what I found with my, with my personal skin is that AHA and BHA really helps that. Mm -hmm. And, um, the brand I use is called the ordinary. It's also at drugstore prices. You can get it at Ulta Sephora. it's like the AHA and BHA mask that I have is like $7 and it works and it takes like two, like 10 minutes. And I can noticeably feel a difference in my skin texture because skin texture was another thing for me. Like I would get like little tiny blemishes sometimes. And like, I just, when you're doing makeup, you want your skin to look as flawless as possible because you're doing videos on it. Like,
0: um, so, so what, what brand is this?
1: So I use Indie Lee, I use The Ordinary, and then another thing, and this is like not even an Instagram ad at all, but I swear to God, Curology helps my face so much. I ordered the free trial, like the um, the free trial whatever, and there's only three ingredients in it: it's niacinamide, like a, like a, some some sort of acid, and then um, uh. I think there's another type of – there's two acids in niacinamide. And I'm not joking. My wrinkles that I had, like my, like, stress lines or whatever right here on Uh my forehead, and all my hyperpigmentation went away. And then for moisturizer, I just use Drunk Elephant, which is, like – it's pretty expensive. It's, like, $68 for the – it's, like, the polypeptide cream. It's, like, $68. Mm. But it – like, I have very dry skin, and Mm. so it works. Like,
0: it – I have super oily skin. Like I have the exact opposite. Like I have really big pores and like really oily skin. Um, and like, it's, and I never, like, I just always struggled finding anything that worked. And yeah, so I'm going to link all of this and I feel like people can like try it out and see what works for them. Um, and I'll send you different, everyone's skin's different. Yeah. And she has so many, like the, at least the, the woman that I go to, I don't, it's funny. I don't even know her name. And I've been like, buying her products for like almost a year now. And I, I don't even know I should know her name. Um, but she doesn't have it anywhere, like I don't think anywhere on her blog or I need to check it out. But yeah, she has like lots of different products and she has like face masks and like sunscreen and like all of the things, you know? Um, okay. Wow. I feel like I could talk to you forever. <laughs> this was like such a great conversation. I feel like so many people got so much value listening to this. Um, and I'm like so pumped up just cause this topic is something that I'm so passionate about. So thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast and just like delivering your a game on value. And that like the amount of things I have to link in the show notes is ridiculous, but it's going to be like so much value for people. So I want to know, like, if people fell in love with you as much as I love you right now, because I'm sure they did, where can they find you? Um, where can they go stalk you down and like find the good good on Felicia?
1: Literally just, and I'm like huge on Instagram. So mm-hmm. it's like, really the only platform that I use is uh, it's at Felicia Berzada, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, Um, And then if you want to look at my food page, it's just at vegan menu, please. But the, please spell pls um okay. and that's really it like i used to use youtube not so much anymore but i really love igtvs and like doing smaller videos that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and that's really it or you can find me on tiktok where i'm doing like weird stuff
0: weird stuff on tiktok is it so vegan menu please pls or plz yeah. pls pls yeah. okay i'm gonna link that okay Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, like, I'm going to link everything in the show notes for you guys. So don't worry. Like, you can go find Felicia. I have it all in the show notes. And until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit ToriNachino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.